Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You found Mog Radio. the second funniest podcast you are about to be listening to the wonderful stylings of justin worsham and kevin miller have fun guys well thank you sam hello and welcome to the second funniest podcast this is episode 518 i am your host justin worsham with me as always is the one the only the one that makes a latte early by that i mean it could never be a late latte it can only be an early one because it is so delicious. The one, the only. <laughs> this music is great. The <laughs> KevinMiller.com. Jump and press the circle button. Kevin. Thank you, Justin. The man that can slice bread with his toes yep. can yeah. can break bad while pulling weeds. Mm-hmm. He's the veep of our life's too short life. Okay. <laughs> Are you naming off all the cable channels that you can't see anymore? Wait, wait, don't tell me. (laughs) You lost public radio? (laughs) That was in your cable package? Justin Warship. Guys, we need to do do some kind of telethon (laughs) to get Kevin an AM radio. Can Um, I have more? I don't think I hear anything coming through these. That might be your volume control on your Uh, Ah, Hey, now I hear what you're hearing. Hey. Before that, it was was much less volume. I want to play this song for everybody. Okay. Just to kick things off. I don't know why. Oh, there's more. There's more. Oh, I love it. <laughs> this, I think, is going to set the the tone for today's episode. Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, recently, <laughs> we watched this movie. Do you know this movie? Despicable Me. You, did you know that because you know the song? Or no, did I you... can see your beautiful computer screen from right here. <laughs> oh, it's like remix. This is sweet. It's like a, the Casio I got for Christmas yeah. in 1989. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, we recently watched this movie because my wife uh, does not love animated features as much as I do, and <laughs> like my idea of a, of how to unwind is a Disney movie, yeah. and and she's she'll entertain them, but they're not as um, she would rather watch like a chick flick, which probably shouldn't surprise you, or an action movie. How she is like, a Disney movie not a chick flick? That's what I said, but whatever. So <laughs> so my uh, was that her response? Because you won that argument. If no, she thank just you. Said, if she just said, but whatever. Let's get her in here. <laughs> I keep looking. Every, I feel like she knows every time I talk about it. She so should. I put on Despicable Me as like a 
um, icebreaker. Yeah, or it's a sort of a middle ground because I was like, I know you love this movie, right. and and it, it's very clever. I'm looking forward to the sequel because it's it's edgy. Yeah. There's a lot of things in it that are that it are really didn't do well in the box office, but it's done awesome in like DVD. Yeah, and yeah. that's why they're making another one. Yeah. So in it is this great moment where she sings this song about unicorns, which is just that one line that the little girl is saying there, and then they've made this song around it. So then later I went to the. It's one of the top selling alerts on the iPhone alert and ringtone uh, lie i'm not kidding really yeah they're all sound bites from agnes no not this i'm Uh, sure i think there is a unicorn aspect to it like as a ringtone but the one where she's from the trailer where she's like it's so fluffy yeah yeah, yeah, we love that get as a text alert we crack up so uh (laughs) so then i went to the disney or to the uh universal backlot i was meeting somebody there for coffee and on the way out i went by the store and got one of the little minions for my son for ten dollars because they're cheap there at Mm -hmm. the store and so now he has his own little his own little minion. is it the same as the inflatable one that you gave my kid that he popped oh that's right i forgot i gave him that yeah where did i get that i think it came with the dvd oh it sure did yeah that's right uh this one no is a plushie he's a little soft little minion and we love it more than he does. We think it's hilarious. <laughs> we make a talk to him. And Most of the toys you purchase your child, you will love we, more than We bought Sackboy for him. We thought it was awesome. Yeah. He, he makes out with it. He puts it on his mouth yeah. and goes yeah. to first base with it. So, so then uh, two nights later, uh, I had had a, a kind of a tough day at work, and I was like, you know what? I just I want to go to the store and buy Wreck-It Ralph because I need it. I'm like, it's Disney animation. It's a video game movie. Yeah. It's like I can't. I've only I saw it on my birthday because I've only seen it once since then. I I would like to watch it. Oh. So we pop it in, and I'm like, you know what, honey? Thanks for thanks for what. I know these aren't your wheelhouse, and she's like, no kidding. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so we had a fight about that, and then, <laughs> but then so the next day I, I come out and I'm baby proofing the house and I put it on again for the second. I put it on two days. Kevin, in a row. I got bad news for you. That baby already got in here, bro. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he can't get in. He's we're baby proofed. No, oh come on. No, I saw him like forty times right yeah, now. That's not. That's a. It's an imagination. He cried and laughed at me tonight. <laughs> Is it the same? It's very time? emotional. Poor baby. <laughs> Mostly um, when I either am loud or quiet. No, I was doing that thing. <laughs> <laughs> where I stop them from putting their fingers in the electrical socket. Oh, that's how you're going to get yeah, rid of them? Yeah, that's <laughs> no, the opposite. Anyway. So there is so there's an element of proofing like outside the house. Yes, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. there's a secondary level of mm-hmm. like shocking them when they're in the house to get them out of the house. Yes. Oh. So th- <laughs> You know, I came out as being very anti baby proofing and I'm going to You're going to baby proof the house now. I'm going to backpedal on it's that. It's like it's like waterproof or yeah. or alcohol Can proof. Can baby proof kill a toddler? Yes. Oh, I could get some baby proof style always this time of year. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Remember the time we did 15-year-old inside jokes? (laughs) (laughs) I think it was pretty solid. That one holds the test of time. Uh, So so I tried to explain her. She's like, why do you like this movie? I was like, it's a Disney animated film about video games. Like, how, how do I not watch this movie? Every day of my life, like it's everything I ever wanted into in a film. So that one we started quoting because when when little Sugar Rush Sarah Silverman says, "I wrap myself in these candy wrappers like a little homeless lady," <laughs> we think that is the funniest thing. And talk about an edgy movie. That movie is pretty dark. Like that movie it, is not for children. Absolutely, I it feel looks like, like it's for children. Yeah. And the marketing team thinks it's for children. And here's how I know it's not for children. Yeah. My son loves video games. Did not appreciate that movie at all. Really? Because, and here, it took me a while to figure out, because Heath and I saw it on the road, and I was like, that was awesome. I love it. 
It's because all of the mo- video game references are from our generation. Are they completely? Because you look at Heroes Duty, where the mm-hmm. that's that's a current era video game, right? But it's it's in the vein of it's not specifically. Hey, I'm yeah, the guy from true. Call of Duty because there are no characters like that. You know what I mean? That's that, true. That just kind of stand out. There's the you know Solid Snake that maybe comes close. Uh, but like Hubert, all the and all the, that stuff. That, yeah, it's all the whole Sonic. Wreck-It Ralph game is a ripoff of Donkey Kong. You know, so I, I, I think. Well, it's great then, and they, all the graphics, like the the sheer joy that I think. I don't know. You tell me if I'm wrong. The sheer joy that I derived from watching that movie is the little tongue in cheek things about the animation of the games, but seeing them hyper animated yeah, in their yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. So like all the people that live in the hotel, yeah, the way they can like, only articulate in 90 degrees, and yeah, they, yeah, yeah, there's always a twitch to make sure they don't look dead because they only have a certain number of. But they do it in such a great way that it's oh like, yeah, oh, it's, it's brilliantly so. an- animated. But that's the part that just makes me all those little subtle things. Like Hubert's sign being in symbols, right, and, right, right, and him having to figure out how to speak Hubertian, like, oh my god, the uh, <laughs> they uh, <laughs> well on the DVD or the Blu-ray as I got, they have uh, bonus things where they have three random commercials for the games from the era that the game would have been released in, oh. and so for uh, Wreck-It Ralph or Fel- Fix-It Felix Jr., they have uh, they talk about like state-of-the-art graphics. <laughs> it's all this, and it's on a VHS. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great, so it does like the cool yeah. like video and the blurring and yeah. the tracking and all that, and uh, and then that thing they're like you get two free quarters with your with your visit on your birthday. <laughs> And then it jumps forward to Sugar Rush, uh, which halfway through Wreck-It Ralph becomes a movie about candy and stops being a, a movie about video games. But uh, so, And then the thing that I was like, oh, this is brilliant. They go, new for 1997, Sugar Rush. And the, the commercial is in standard def. They take the time to make it three by four aspect ratio. And you can see it's like it's been up converted. Yeah. You can see the, the lines of the something. Space in between. Yeah, of, as if it was on a CTR or CRT monitor. I was like, that is an unnecessary amount yeah. of of nerd detail to say. Well, if we did the video in this in the 1980s style, we have to do the CRT standard def for the yeah. 1997 because that would have been accurate. Yeah. So they do that and they they do the whole thing. And at the end, it's like, on your birthday, get four free quarters because <laughs> it's gone up. Yeah. And then they do Heroes Duty, and uh, and that's in high def, and it looks like something that was would be a current game and everything. And at the end, like, get a double power-up card on your birthday <laughs> for 2012. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Good, good old-fashioned. It's interesting reserves. to think. I was just thinking while We've we were... got to get our buddy on here Ooh. for that. Jeremy Costello uh, was a production assistant Oh, on that's that. right. Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll reach out to him. We talked about that when the movie was released. I forgot about Crap. that. <laughs> this is the second time we've discussed Wreck-It Ralph. And still I, made, I made Heath stay and watch the credits <laughs> until I saw that. I go, oh, there he is. Nice. And, uh, you but, missed it. The, at the very end of the credits, the, the credits crash. Oh, really? Yeah, there's they, a kill screen? And it like glitches, and then there's all this line of code, and the Disney thing breaks half the screen, and then there's icon, and then it and it powers That's off. Great. Yeah, it's pretty Well great. done. That, it made me realize that there, there are listeners to this very podcast that were born after the times you're describing. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's that's yeah, only that, going to get worse for you. That sugar rush. At what point? No. Here's the thing. I want to, I want to, oh, I'm so, I'm so glad you said that. Because I recently had some issues with like, that like transition period was like, the future seems so crazy. Like there's going to be driving cars and, and Google, Google glasses. <laughs> I know what you, I know what you mean. But when you said driving cars, I was like, wait, oh, cars. <laughs> sorry, oh, cars that drive, drive themselves. Yeah, I know. In the next five years, there will be purchasable cars that drive themselves that commercial grade. Well, simmer down there, George Jetson. No, 
You it's really believe that? I know that. Google has developed. They have the license to test these things on California streets and highways right now. Right now. Right now. They're in beta with these devices. Our friend. We all know how that went. We all, <laughs> beta. The beta tapes. They did not. Oh, that's go true. Well. well, this is a different kind of beta. I'm sorry. <laughs> Two point Oh, the fighting fish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lou Vega. What? <laughs> One, He's got a Mambo number five in my three, car. Four, five. I don't get it. I'm too young. <laughs> I was three. Um, <laughs> Episode 518 brought to you by the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're, they're testing these now. And, so then, and then later this year, uh, Google Glass will come out with the, with the camera that's inside the, the glasses. So you'll be able to Google and look and check your screen while you're walking around. And, oh. it, it, right, exactly. The I can't wait not- for Oprah to make an episode about Google Glass and driving. <laughs> oh, you could do both at once. Yeah. Uh, the future but my car there. drives itself oprah welcome to the future it is now <laughs> yeah that's gonna be awesome yeah i can't wait the um, that's what i should do this is a good idea i should be the early adopter of joke writing you see what i'm saying yeah so i start writing the hacky jokes of tomorrow oh that's good yeah. that's actually very 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 funny really <laughs> <laughs> I, am, I am literally over the moon about that <laughs> You know, you know who did that bit was M and M's back in 1998. They really? said we're we're M M's. We're the candy of the new millennia. And then at the end of the commercial, they said our plan is to do this millennial thing now before it gets super played out. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and sure enough, those of us who were around for the millennial, like you could not hear the word millennial or 2000 without wa- you know you open your eyes and you're like, I know it's the year 2000. Can you imagine care. a kid born in the year 2001? Mm-hmm. And like what he's like when he's eighty-seven, or you know what I mean? I like love it. the fact that two thousand. Well, you won't have to drive a car. I was thinking about that, and tell me if I'm detracting you off because I don't necessarily want to. But I was thinking about that as I was playing. <laughs> but my... I do it incidentally. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't mean to. But uh, I was doing. I've been playing Mass Effect three, and it's funny. Like you fly around in the spaceship, and I start thinking. I'm like, there's going to be a time in yeah. our human history that this is going to, to happen. Right. right. That's exactly it. And and I go. I'm not going to be around for it. Like, there's going to be whatever it is I, I think can happen in my lifetime. Intergalactic travel will not be that. Intergalactic. But it, there's there's a definite. And then I started thinking, and this is what made made me laugh to myself is I started thinking, well, okay, so intergalactic. What if it doesn't happen at all though? What if what if it goes post apocalyptic or? What if it becomes that cactus becomes the new currency? And I'm like, Justin, all of your... Were you high? Yeah, you- <laughs> no, I wish. No, I was thinking, but I, made, I, did, I did laugh to myself as if I was high because mm. I, what I realized is that the only possible uh, future pathways cactus. Of, <laughs> of, the, of the future of the human race were all based on some movie I'd seen. Right. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Because that's that's the thing that that challenged me and why I um why I had this big shift because I was like oh the future I can't wrap my head around the possibilities and then I realized a lot of my science fiction is grounded in the eighties of mm-hmm. like the possibilities of tomorrow quite frankly have become realities mm-hmm. with the advents of of cell phone and technology just our entire frame of mind of how we communicate and how we live life has shifted to a world that that ideas of like Star Trek and and shows that were big back then are now uh, like second nature. We'll go even further back. Remember those they would always well, do those cartoons like the Tom and Jerry in the future, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, you know, they would those. animate these things and I remember there was like some of the things had come true yeah. and some of the things had always. And I, but I I was just thinking while you're saying that, I wonder how many like 
if if now mm-hmm. we've completely washed it, like because I feel like I haven't seen those. Oh lately. gosh, well, you you should the ones from the uh, from like the 1940s and mm. early 50s where they talk about the world of tomorrow. Like the Seattle Space Needle was built during the World's Fair. Uh, and in Black taught me that. Yeah, that's right. And uh, uh, that was the New York one, but <laughs> <laughs> but they had a whole like kitchen of tomorrow, and you can watch these videos on YouTube, and it's like. You in the future will have a dishwasher. Coffee will make itself. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> so. So what I've realized is like to to shift because you've watched other movies from the '60s, like um, Fahrenheit four one nine four six two, I think something. You're talking about the Michael Moore movie. No, see, Michael Moore is yeah, Michael Moore is doing a riff on the original yeah. Fahrenheit, and it's in the future, which is like 1994. Uh, paper becomes like books become illegal, and mm-hmm. people aren't allowed to read books, and whatever the name of the movie is, is the boy the burning point of paper mm-hmm. and so that it's a reference to like knowledge will become illegal and that sort of thing but in that film in the film not the book in the film they have lcd flat screen televisions which oh, is right it's awesome that you're like that came real but the killer is she wants to change the channel she gets up out of her ch- couch and hits the button on the wall because the idea of a remote control was so far removed from the cult like it was beyond Why imagination would I need this? you they that had wasn't no, seen as a problem exact, there they was were no so happy paradigm. with television that that wasn't the an idea issue. that televisions would be huge and panoramic also like there was only screen. three channels so right. it wasn't a bit you would find the channel and just stay on it so now you you fast forward to current like that's almost 50 years ago so now you think of what is what what our paradigms are now of like well these are the you know of what what has changed since then of like mm-hmm. a cell phone that is able to or the internet the the extension of the of the human brain being across the entire cyberspace uh and then to to push yourself into that place of like oh i i just suddenly became comfortable with the future again of like this is as those of us who like to be creative this is a very exciting time where for the first time in probably 100 years science fiction and imagination can take the next level like right. all the things that we've been thinking about are now Pretty much possible, right? <laughs> With the exception- crummy Barbie for boys is now the number one box office film. <laughs> <laughs> with the with the exception of interspace travel, but here's the thing: if we if money was no object for uh, for inter, intergalactic travel or space travel, like we as a culture said, you know what we want to spend our money That's and resources our number one, on? Yeah. We would be we could be doing intergalactic travel within our lifetime. We could we could be on the moon. You and I, five ten years from now, could be having this conversation on the moon if we as a culture said. Okay, from here on forward, that's what we, we want to do. We have the te- the technology and the ability is within reach. We can build it faster. We, <laughs> we can make stronger. it stronger. <laughs> but instead, uh, oh man, Brian Gumble has the you, you know a show that's on on Thursday nights after all the comedies that are on NBC. No. It's like uh, Rockefeller Plaza or something. It's a, that's not it's, Brian Gumble. That's Brian Williams. I'm sorry. Who's yeah. Brian Gumble? Brian Gumble is the uh, the black guy that does sports. Not him. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Williams. And his other guy is, I think, on Good Morning America or something he, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he had this great bit where they were talking about uh, – he had this whole – this two-minute thing about this new car that developed a vacuum cleaner inside of the car so that you can detail on the go, anywhere, anytime. And at the end of it, he's like, so in the year 2013, we do not have a space uh, – uh, uh, we do not have the ability to get into space, but we have a car that can detail itself. Yeah. In other news, yeah. I was like – 
Yeah, you're Do you right. You ever watch the soup with Joel McHale? No. Did oh, they put that on there? No. He had one of the segments. The mini segments is uh, they they say Brian Williams meow. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like a cat like like that, and it's when he very plainly nonchalantly says something incredibly catty. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> and it is. But I love him. I think he's great as, oh, a, he's great, as a reporter. Yeah. <laughs> he's very he's very funny. <laughs> um. So the oh so bringing it back to to games and what you said initially about thirty years ago I I, I suddenly realized after watching um, uh, that movie and I was talking to my wife about the history of video games mm-hmm. is that you and I have the privilege of being first generation gamers yes we I I was like I have played the very first home console game mm-hmm. on the very first home console mm-hmm. uh, I believe because there were a lot of Pong ports and Pong mm-hmm. clones that were out but the the one I own said Pong on the Atari cartridge, and I put that in my 2600, which was, which is generally accepted yeah. as the beginning of the home console generation. And that's not everybody. And to think, like, it, it'd be this – our media literacy has changed so much. You know, the you, if you ever took a film class, the first one they show you is the very first I film. have, Kevin. <laughs> I've taken many a film class. So what happened when they showed – what was the first film and what happened? Uh, I don't remember. Okay, so the first film is a is a trend. I just wanted to be Scott Summers. I know, I can feel it. <laughs> uh, the very first film that was ever filmed was uh, based on a bet. Somebody wanted to, they, uh, two gentlemen had a bet about whether or not. It was Thomas Edison sending his assistant into the other room. <laughs> no, that's to sound. To call him. Huh? That's sound. That's oh. sound. They had a bet over whether or not a horse ever uh, has all four of its hooves off the ground at the same time. Oh. So they were like, how can we do this? He's like, well, I'll set up a string of bullet time cameras on the track and we'll 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 take a bunch of pictures he matrixed. <laughs> yeah he that's exactly it. he said and i'll set it to sequence so that every every camera goes off every foot or two feet or whatever the distance was mm-hmm. and then we'll look and we'll just watch all and then we'll have the horse trotted at even space and we'll look at the photos and see if in any of them that the horse was ever off the ground completely and so they literally flipped through them once the photos were done and they found that it created this motion picture so that's the idea of how a motion picture was born later they were responsible testing. for the rebirth of the cake <laughs> more inside jokes <laughs> that's a that's a professor of ours in San Jose State uh, so later then they they one of the first things they filmed was a train uh, pulling into a into a station right so uh, they they filmed this whole thing it's like 20 seconds worth of film footage they bring people in they're like here's this technology here's this new thing I've discovered dim the lights throw the camera up and the train comes into the station oh, people right. ran, ran out yeah, of the building yeah. because they had no me- they had zero media literacy for what was happening they thought they were about to be run over by, by a train. train yeah so so that's the beginning now to think of that and then if you were if you were don't a you child wish, though, there was like a litmus test because that to me I don't know it's easy for me to say in the year 2013 but I just feel like don't you think that it takes a special kind of dumb to no. get up and run out and no. see a train? See, that's my whole point to the earlier conversation is that your paradigm is so entrenched in this that you – I would think of a remote you before can, getting yeah, up exactly. and touching you the <laughs> You can't imagine it yeah. because you've had a screen in front of you your entire life. My parents used to talk about a life before television. They're like – I, my dad would say, I actually kind of pity you because you, you don't know what it's like to not have that noise of a television, yeah. that, that existence of another person within your home. And really he just didn't like that I watched a lot of television yeah. and took the tv from him what are our so things watch going golf? to be like, well <laughs> video games <Yeah. laughs> because uh we used to or hold the a controller 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember when that when that, when those Xbox people first said you are the controller, and, the, and we laughed at them. And the cars, you had to hold the steering wheel. Oh, if I would have only bought Xbox stock then. <laughs> ah, Google. The PlayStation Move looked like a <laughs> fancy disco flashlight. <laughs> so to imagine if you're a, a child in in that theater that watched the train roll in, and then by the end of your life to be at a place where movie houses are all over the world, people television are starting to show up in people's homes and be like to watch that complete change yeah, you can in, have a movie theater in your home yeah to be like uh, that 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 can that total arc of that medium like that it, it's kind of rare when you think about it in terms of the history of mediums mm-hmm. most of them have been invented in the last 150 years mm-hmm. before this it was writing that mm-hmm. was the big advancement for the had a good time. run it had a Great. very good run and then there was printing and then pictures and, and now they use it to make movies <laughs> right <laughs> so for you and i first generation gamers we we grew up with this we are people that saw these films or saw these games rather and 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 they were a novelty and something dorky and fun for a while when mm-hmm. we were kids but now they are a legitimate a legitimate million dollar industry and they're only going to get bigger from here like they're only going to keep evolving was there a time when you were a kid that the fact that you played video games was associated with being dorky or nerdy um i it was something for children that was for sure. Right. It was not an adult activity. An adult activity. It wasn't I, it, culturally like Yeah, because my father even said that he thought that the one thing he was always worried about when I was a kid growing up was the amount of time he let me play video games. Yeah. But he justifies that by the fact that I've been able to make money <laughs> associated with that. That seems fair. Even though but he games, says, he goes, well, you did those voiceovers for games, and so therefore it's fine. I'm that I made 800 bucks. Like, <laughs> 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 games grew up with... With us, yeah. like the we are the generation that was initially playing things that were a little more than novelty, mm-hmm. Pong, Pac-Man, like things that were really cool, technological marvels. In, in a very but- similar fashion to that documentary we saw about DC Comics, where there was a, a resurgence in the 70s, where it was the first time that people who read the comics were mm-hmm. now making them. Right. I kind of feel like we're kind of the, the maybe... Maybe the sophomore class of that, where of guys that grew up with video games that are now making them. You know what I mean? Oh, I no, that's what I'm saying. We are we are the first generation. No, but I, but I'm saying there are guys that are maybe five to ten years older than us that were the I first would, ones to get a Coleco Vision. Yeah, I would now. say you that know what I mean? we're we're still in, we're in that same generation. Yeah, we're in the gap Anybody in the generation. That, but I, that's what I'm I'm saying. I feel like we're the second like. Where the, they're this, if they're the seniors, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Then we've got to be the juniors or the sophomores. That's yeah, I, I mean it depends on how long. If, if generation is a generation, anybody that was under the age of eighteen when the Atari was in their home and had the ability to play it would be in this generation, yeah. and that's you and I. Uh, that's not. Uh, we did it, man. There it is. We, we were born. <laughs> Before it was Nailed time. It. Thanks, mom and dad. <laughs> Thanks for letting us be alive. If it would have been like eight years earlier, it totally would have sucked. Ass. <laughs> yeah, because we would have been We'd Gen be like, I can't work this Kindle. <laughs> Fire. Who wants that? <laughs> I don't care about anything. You know, it was really good. Led Zeppelin. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, the kids that are like eight years older than us. That's what I'm dull. wondering. Like, that's that to me is what Folks that guy is. Now? Guys that are like eight to ten years older than us, instead of it being necessarily video games, it, it always seems to be more centered around music because that was kind of the thing that's for true. entertainment. Like, that's kind of their... Their rock and roll. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting to be interesting to see, like, where that line in the sand is if we you were 10 when Star Wars was in theaters versus when you were 15. Yeah. Where like, And you look at guys that are 10 years younger than us, and they all have 
profound right. like film and video game and television knowledge. I'll say you have to be 12 years or younger at the at the point of the release of Pong and the home entertainment oh, system. Oh, I, I, I wasn't arguing your point. I oh, was, I am. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's like Star Wars because they're, you know, teenagers loved, loved Star Wars. Gen mm-hmm. Xers love Star Wars, but they're not the same people that's like us that saw them in, as a child yeah. watching with that that wide out. I've I've sat on an airplane and put on uh, uh, Attack of the Clones on my laptop while flying, and sitting next to some woman, and I suddenly there's a rustling, and she gets up and trades seats with her grandson that was two rows back, sitting with her parents because he wanted to watch silently Star Wars on my laptop, and they're like, "Great, <laughs> you don't carry a splitter, you can't hook this kid up." I I didn't know what was happening oh. until it was over, and then I was like, "Oh, this like he's watching this mm-hmm. thing," and the parents had moved on and stuff, and I was like, "Cool." And then it was the scene where where his mom dies, yeah. and I was like, I got uncomfortable. I started to sweat a little. I'm like, "Is that, are they okay that he's watching this?" Not like, your problem, bro. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's why I didn't offer. That's the why every time I sit in the middle seat, I turn on some porn. <laughs> Which they won't stop you. Not appropriate. Don't fill my yeah. <laughs> Don't fill my aisle then. <laughs> Daddy needs a window or an aisle. <laughs> Otherwise, I get out. Butt sluts eighteen. That's what I do. No, that's a thing. <laughs> I don't want to know how much time we got. <laughs> uh, not enough. Uh, I think we got like eight. Oh, eight minutes. Uh, two. <laughs> I was gonna say four total. I was like, I felt like I talked a lot more than that. It was great though. Well, here's. So, like, that's... What, For recap. Yeah, what you were just saying, though... Well, maybe not recap, but uh, what you were just saying is... That, so, we now we know there's a new generation of Star Wars films that mm-hmm. are going to inspire this new generation of kids. You can also argue, <clears throat> like, what happened with uh, Chris, I think was his name, one of the animators on Yeah, Sly. yeah, yeah, yeah. He saw the new Star Trek, and that's what made him want to be an animator. Which hurts. Right? He's not that young. I know he's not that young. He's just late in the game. No, but there's always going to be that buffer, like if you're right on that cusp. And I think that's what he is. So there's going to be a child that is younger than my son. Oh, yeah. Who will experience these new Star Wars films with a different set of eyes. Absolutely. And then he'll... Like there's going to be a generation that's going to grow up with this say new trilogy, and they're going to love them, and they're going to look at the originals, and they're going to go, "These are garbage. Why would anybody watch these when you have this? Look at this. The the ships are flying around my face. (laughs) Google Glass. Yeah. (laughs) I I saw the trilogy on my morning commute because (laughs) I piped into my head. (laughs) I could sleep and I could watch it at an accelerated rate. Because I the the screen can now keep up with the level of processing that my brain can handle. It actually, I just remember watching it. I didn't actually see it. Yeah, the it's like the Matrix, which is another movie no one's seen. The um, <laughs> what always killed me along the same vine uh, lines rather is uh, the um, American Idol. Mm-hmm. So when you get down, I don't watch the show, but I remembered one Fire. season where I got some. That like, was a test. You failed. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, they, I somehow stumbled on it like it's the top eight, and then they ask these top eight people a bunch of. questions. Questions like, you know, what do you, what kind of music do you like? That kind of thing. So they were like, who, what artist inspired you? And half of them say, can you guess? Hmm. Batman. <laughs> you're, you're the best person to play games with. Because <laughs> I'm the worst? Yes. <laughs> Kelly Clarkson. What? So they're like season eight of the show, and they're like, the person that has inspired me is Kelly Clarkson. And I'm like, so. I mean that's the fish eating itself. Don't you want to? Like, but at the same, I get what you're saying. But I really don't. You got to go. 
Yeah, but has there been someone like that since her? Yeah, though no, for sure. I mean, that's my yeah, totally. But it, so it, your inspiration is, I'm going to turn this show around. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make it legit again. I'm going to be the next. Kelly it had Clarkson. two runs. Yeah, half if you count Clay Aiken because yeah. he was second place, and Ruben, where did he go? We don't know. Yeah, oh yeah, well yeah. you and you're referencing uh, season three there. Yeah. So I mean, it's had hundreds of. And people what's Carrie Underwood four? Season yeah, four, season five. Four. Yeah, see, and that's what I'm saying. They're like on yeah. 11, 12. There are. See, here's why, and it sucks to, to kind of, uh, and I'm, I think I'm making this worse. But anyway, I like The Voice, so I watched the second season of The Voice, yeah. and now they're in a new season, and I'm already over it because the guy that won is a phenomenally talented dude, and I saw him do some amazing things, and nobody knows who he is, including myself. I want to say his name is Jermaine. Yeah. But who cares? I don't know because it's just a game show, which right. is fine. But my point was uh, to to bring it up is that 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 um, it's the cycle. It's the yeah, yeah. it's the generation. If you're around long enough, yeah. Then it's like so. It's um, like nobody mentions Richard Hatch on Survivor anymore <laughs> because they've been around for 13 years. Yeah, and there are people that grew up on the show at season five that are now able to participate. Yeah, yeah they would watch it with point. their family and be eight, ten, somewhere around there. And now are and doing now it. they're playing. And which if hurts. they saw Richard Hatch, it would be the same. As meeting President Lincoln <laughs> and having him be a vampire slayer, which is real. Uh, well, I love I love watching this thing on uh, Brett Favre of how people, how other players from the other teams, after being creamed by him, yeah. will run up and, and get his autograph. Get his autograph because they're like, I like I play football because I loved you as a that kid. That was the whole. That's funny that you brought that up because the whole time you're talking about this over this last week, and I was in San Antonio, no internet in the condo. All we had was cable, but they had the NFL Network, and I watched the 1996 NFC Championship game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Green Bay Packers, and it's interesting. They went on to win the Super Bowl. The uh, Cowboys did. Yeah. So it was interesting to me because they had to uh, bring in the edges of the screen yeah. because it was 4-3, to three, Yeah. and it's just funny that I remember watching NFL films from the 50s and 60s and going, look at that old stuff. That Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's just crazy that it used to be that bad. Right. And then I look at something that I watched as a right. fan. Like, I'm sitting there going, Before, come on, come in on. 96, 96? Yeah. So Fox had already come on the screen scene. So It was on Fox because so, oh, so, Madden was calling it. So the score and the time was a regular key on the yep. screen because that's what Fox brought to the table. That was groundbreaking It was always there, technology. yeah, in the corner. Because remember, before that, you had to wait, and it would come for them. up. Like what? What? Who at Fox was like? You know what people want is the score on the screen all the time. Yeah, and they're like, I'm sure NFL was like, yeah, that's a good idea. You need to put get those guys in yeah. network, get them forty hey, somebody, years. Somebody get CBS. On the <laughs> what the hell were we doing? Somebody gets CBS. On the <laughs> Fire Why is Howard nobody? Cosell. Yeah, <laughs> who who has not thought of that? How have we been doing this sport yeah. for 40 years and no one's gone? You know what people want <laughs> is the score. Nah. Well, then they, it doesn't force them to watch it. Yeah, but it doesn't encourage them to change the channel. <laughs> Don't you wish that there was a documentary about the guys that um, that felt that way? Oh, we hit it, but I turned the volume down. Oh, damn it. Uh, the guys that felt that way but didn't um, – like they argued those great ideas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like saying that, guys, nobody wants to – Everybody wants to see the beautiful majesty of the shot and the framing. They don't want to know the score. It's not about the score. It's about the drama that's happening yeah. within the play. Like, and they're fighting. That's what for Moneyball that. is about: is and those people it, that cannot shift their paradigm to think of something better. Right, but that's what I'm saying: is that I want to find out the un, the guys that didn't it didn't work out for. You know, even in Moneyball, it didn't really work out for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Until later on, you know what I mean? Still but, hasn't. Yeah. So, 
but and I want to know, like, hey, this guy is uh, Jimmy Sampson, and he was the one who was against putting the NFL score. How do you feel now? Like an asshole. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And uh, they just do a series of those. I, I've read a book on I'm that. I'm going to get a Kickstarter going. Uh, We're going to make this movie. That sounds great. I read a book on a guy uh, that talked about selling your animation script when mm-hmm. I was trying to research how to do Sly, and he's uh, he was the guy that invented the Muppet Babies cartoon. Like, he saw that, so he's talking about Muppet inspiration. Babies. And he's like, it was a, it was a two-second gag in one of the Muppet movies, and he's like, I that could be an animated short. Uh, it went on to be one of the very successful. They make our dreams come true. Exact 80s cartoons. Uh, he said he um, they pitched Power Rangers to him, and he said, I don't get it. Good luck. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> he said, to this day, I kick myself. Uh, and I was like, I could not wrap my head around that noise. And now it, it made Fox Kids what it was. Power Rangers has managed to be a hit without anybody knowing it. That's the other thing that was weird. Like, I remember... Or when, watching it, strangely Yeah, enough. like, I remember when I was a kid, like, I felt like it just came on the cusp of our childhood. Like, it, it was. was we were as we were getting out old. of toys, you know? My friend was like, I, you, you could see the Voltron sticker scratched off. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh, now, now I know we're adults because yeah. it's pretty cynical. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, it, we're all, it made us all old men. Like, come on, guys. That's those those commercials for AT&T where they're like, back in my day, you had to sit in the living room to watch television. And, and they're the, like... And to almost bring us full circle is that I went and was looking for a sweater for my son today and there's a Voltron shirt yes. that I could get my four-year-old kid as a t-shirt and they have like vintage style like Chewbacca references Aww. and jokes and everything and I'm like how great is it to be able to dress my kid like he's a 22-year-old college because sophomore? you are a first-generation gamer! Oh, goes the dynamite. Well, there was our show. Give us a call, 408-228-4911. Send us an email to show at secondfunniestpodcast.com. Also, you can join the conversation at facebook.com slash secondfunniestpodcast. Follow us on the Twitter at secondfunniest. But the big thing that everybody must do right must now. Do it do now. Right now. Do it now. Go to Facebook.com slash I Want Sly Cooper in his own animated series. Nailed it. Boom goes the dynamite. Throw a like up there. Tell your grandma. Tell your friends. <laughs> they get, they're climbing in your window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, I, I was inspired by that song, and that's what made me want to become a musician. <laughs> tell Kelly, Kelly Clarkson. We need everybody in on this. George Lucas. Um... Oh, uh, can't pull it. All right, uh, Rick Eisner. No, what's the guy that? Uh, who was the CEO of Disney that just left? Eisner, yeah, Eisner, yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Eisner. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh, there we yeah. go. So, on behalf of my good friend, <laughs> it's just worth saying. Okay, okay bye. bye. I love the nineties. <laughs>